0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number one hundred and ninety-one, which we're recording on Tuesday, April twenty-third, two thousand nineteen. I'm Gail, and I'm Charlene. And apologies in advance. I have major allergies going on today, so if I sniffle, I'm sorry, and if my throat <laughs> so, or my voice sounds throaty, I apologize. <laughs> and I'm recovering from the post retreat cold. Yeah, which luckily so, I didn't get. Yeah, luckily.
1: So what are you wearing? I am wearing my 5200K once again. The new
0: favorite sweater. It is.
1: I think I was wearing this either two episodes ago. Very recently. Anyway, this is a pattern by Suvi Simola that, that I originally knit several years ago and had an unusual asymmetrical hem. And since the sweater was knit top down... I decided to pull out the, the asymmetrical hem because it was not a feature that I cared for anymore, and knit, it, knit just an A-line bottom to the sweater, and now I wear it
0: all the time. <laughs> it looks so cute. It makes me think I really should do the same with mine.
1: It's just an easy sweater to wear, especially right now while we have this transitional weather because the sleeves are elbow length, so it's not too hot. The yarn is very hardy yarn that has held up extremely well to being ripped out and re-knit. It is Tosh Sock in the Spectrum colorway. And it's a colorway that I really like. So that also made the idea of ripping out the sweater
0: and re-knitting it much, much more appealing. <laughs> well, you know what I just realized? My 5200K <clears throat> is knit in the very first yarn I ever bought from Kim and Heather. So I really uh, do. Oh, I will the turquoise. Yeah. Yes. I will rip it out and yeah. redo it because I can't just give that yarn away. Yeah. And the buttons on it. I bought in France and the fabric colored button, covered buttons that are so cute. I
1: remember that it was a really cute sweater and the color of that turquoise is really bright and Mm -hmm. happy and pretty and perfect actually. For this time of year.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm, gonna do I'm going to do rip that out and redo it as, with you as my inspiration.
1: Okay. And tell us what you are wearing, Gail.
0: I am copying Charlene because I'm wearing the Dragonfly's jumper, which I think she wore the last time we recorded. <laughs> she commented when I walked in that she hasn't seen me wear it in a really long time. And that's because it just sits in my closet unworn, which is ridiculous because it's actually a really cute sweater. Really cute sweater. It looks fantastic on you. It's a color that you've been recently very attracted to. I have been. <laughs> it's a burgundy, and I've been loving all things burgundy. And I have three skirts from Old Navy that have kind of they're high waisted, elastic with kind of a drop where there's a seam, and then the skirt flares from there. Kind of. It's not really fit and flare, but kind of sort of and the bottom not the bottom but it's like a couple inch drop from the waist until the this the what would you say ruching happens the flare the flare and i always wonder you can't like do a french tuck with that because it just looks silly so i have this either you have to pull the t-shirt down to cover that or you have to have something really cropped it just the the height of it on my hips and waist (laughs) is a weird ratio but the sweater works perfectly it just drops right below that little area that Mm -hmm. I dislike and it just looks really really cute with these skirts so I think I found a new match made in heaven good outfit and this one I knit in September 2012 so seven years ago and still relevant in the wardrobe and I used the discontinued yarn Rowan calmer oh that's right yeah it's super comfy but stretchy And I can say the sweater has grown with me because I don't reach for it very often thinking Oh, I knit that when I was smaller, so it won't look good on me anymore But it's so stretchy that I think it still looks really good Mm -hmm. (laughs) It looks fantastic, it really does This is the Dragonfly's Jumper by Hohe Locatelli, which is back in rotation very (laughs) pleased All right, what have you been stocking?
1: Well, I've got a couple of post-retreat items Mm -hmm. One of them I saw at the retreat. It was knit by Martha who comes to our retreat. She is Knit Crit on Ravelry. And for our What Are You Wearing event on Saturday night, she brought her derecho, which is a pattern by Allison Green. The derecho is a very lightweight t-shirt, short sleeved and dare I say circular (laughs) (laughs) yoke but it's got let's see like a pearl ridge going around every mm, I don't know inch or so there's only like five five pearl ridges so it's very very simple and it is knit when I say very lightweight it's because Martha's was so lightweight. It's made in a yarn called Barocco Remix Light, which, although it's a DK weight yarn, weighs so little. It's a DK weight yarn that weighs in at 432 yards to 100 grams. Oh, wow. That's like so a normally that would be exactly, that. normally that would be about, what you would expect a fingering white yarn Mm -hmm. to weigh in at. But this one is a DK white yarn and it's a kitchen sink yarn. It's got every fiber thrown in there. It really does. Nylon, cotton, acrylic, silk, linen, flax. Wow. So it's a good summer white yarn because it's got a a lot of plant fiber in there. A little bit of man-made fiber and the weight is just so so light. Now, I don't know anybody that carries it, so I haven't seen it in person beyond the one color that Martha had and she did hers in a neutral. So I don't know what um uh, what to expect in terms of colors or anything. Or yeah, I may do I may do it in something different anyway. So Ooh.
0: but how much of your dandelion, Madeline Tosh dandelion, do you have? Not enough. Oh, darn. It's that two-stained weird amount.
1: It is. It, this takes very little yarn. It definitely takes less than a 1,000 yards. So if I blended the dandelion with something else, it's entirely possible that I could make it work because – this top is top down, and if I ran short on the bottom and I was mm-hmm. combining the yarn with something else, I could make it work because I could make the bottom be a somewhat different kind of yeah, like
0: color block or something. Yeah, either color block color or block I would or
1: uh, make it like a faux layering look, something okay. like that. So it's entirely possible that it could work. So, that is a good idea. I will keep that in mind because that yarn has been sitting in my stash for a very, very long time. So if I have something that I could combine it with, another fingering weight, I should look into that. Yeah. I really should. So something from Holst, maybe? Yeah. Even the, probably the Coast again. So we'll see. I will definitely keep that in mind. This is
0: derecho. By Allison Green. And there's a funny story about that, too, at the retreat. Our friend Julie, who is Jay Chant on Ravelry, tried it on first. And she was, (laughs) Martha forgot to put a tag on it that stated the pattern, the designer name, and who knit the sweater. So Julie was walking around asking everybody, do you know who knit this sweater? Are you the owner of this sweater? Do you know who knit this? It was very funny. She was going from one group to another trying to track down who and what knit it and what the pattern was. So it was funny when you tried it on too, the work had already been done. The second thing
1: I am stocking, I guess I only had one from the retreat. It was just the derecho. The second thing that I am stocking is called the AMA Sweater and it is a pattern by Maddie Harvey. And I found this one on Ravelry and was attracted to this because it has... Although it's not a circular yoke, this one is a raglan pullover, but it has a row of colorwork that reminded me of the Hinagiku sweater by Eri, which is a circular circular yoke, but it's got It's like every inch or so. It's got one row that's knit in a contrast color. And it's got some kind of fancy stitch in there too Mm -hmm. that gives it a little texture along the way. And the Alma sweater reminded me of that, but without the circular yoke. And I thought, oh, now this looks interesting. This might be a a good resolution for me because I wasn't sure if I wanted to knit the circular yoke one, but then I realized this one, hmm, maybe not. (laughs) I am still stocking it because there aren't a lot of projects yet on Ravelry, and I'm gonna keep an eye on it, but I'm not sure that this style is exactly right for me, even though I normally like Raglans. This one is designed to be very oversized. and based on the recommendation for ease for my size, the Raglan sleeve around would be 11.75 inches or 12 and a half inches around, which is quite big. Because that's lower down on your upper arm. Because the whole thing is oversized, that's exactly it. It wouldn't be right at my armpit. We're talking this this diameter would be a little further down. Kind of like a drop shoulder placement. Almost, I guess. I'm not really sure how this would work because there also is that accompanying a lot of fabric bunching up Mm under the arm because you're going for such an oversized fit yeah so like i said i love the the design of it on the yoke of the sweater but i'm going to keep an eye on projects to see how they fit because while i like an oversized fit what i really like about the oversized sweaters that have drop shoulder such as the boxy type sweater i like the little tiny sleeves Mm -hmm. because the little tiny tyrannosaurus Mm -hmm. sleeves (laughs) (laughs) i like them because it feels neater to me i don't yeah, yeah it feels more balanced if The body of the sweater is so big, but the sleeves are tiny. It feels neater to me. I don't feel as sloppy. Yeah, I totally get it. (laughs) When it's big all over, then it feels a little sloppy to me. Maybe like I'm wearing my robe. Yes. Whereas when the sleeve is is snug and fits well, then I I, I just feel more put together yeah. or feel neater. So that's a personal thing. And it certainly is cute in the photos yeah, on the really pattern. Cute. So I'm just going to keep an eye on it. We'll see. That's the Alma Sweater by Maddie Harvey. And then the third one is called... The Dracarys sweater, and that is a fingering weight top with a patterned circular (laughs) yoke. You and your circular yokes yeah. They must be in because I'm seeing them everywhere. And this is by Sonia Masagosa. And let me show you this. It's quite different because it is a pullover top. But it's very, very a line, almost peasant blousy. Ooh, and that's cute. And its fabricness, nice. <laughs> How, she's you... gesturing with her hand. Yes, <laughs> I, and that was a terrible description and use of the word "fabricness," which isn't even uh, a word. Hey, let's make that word. I like it. But somewhat peasant blousy, yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. you say? Yeah. And then the it's got this patterning on the yoke that I can't tell if it's moss stitch or not. It looks like there's a ribbing at the very top then maybe something like a moss stitch and then it might go to stockinette for the rest of it. And lots of increases, lots of swing to it. It's really cute and it's really different really, really different than a lot of patterns that I've been seeing lately. So it would take a lot of yarn. There are no projects yet on Ravelry, and it is an unknown to me designer. So I'm not jumping to be the first one to make it, but I'm going to keep an eye on this one, like the last sweater. It's different enough that
0: I think it's interesting. And it reminds me, there's a little boutique Near our local yarn store called the Pepper Place. Mm -hmm. And Charlene and I, it's very tiny. They only have a very small handful of styles that they put out. Yes, it's
1: about the size of some new houses, walk-in
0: closets. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very small. But they have some really cute stuff and it's well-priced. And Charlene and I both have several pieces from the store. And our gray tunic, the long fur tunic, it reminds me of that. Mm Mm-hmm. It which does. it's a very swingy tunic, yeah, with fitted arms, and yeah. it's just it's a great piece. I love yeah. that tunic.
1: Yeah, I do too because it's so soft and so drakkaris sweater by Sonia Masagosa.
0: How about you, girl? What are you stocking? I have three things also, and the first one Charlene has actually knit. It's the Ginga top by Yoko Johnston, and. Charlene knit the shorter sleeved version, and I'm stocking the winter sky version, which has three quarter sleeves. And I have a vision for this, much like the tunic I just mentioned, where it's a top down sweater that has some lace work at the yoke, and then lace work at the very bottom, and I think at the cuffs, bottom of the cuffs as well. And I want to knit it longer than the pattern because the pattern is about, I don't know, mid butt. Length or maybe Mm -hmm. a little shorter. I would like mine to be more like this tunic that I just mentioned Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: I am envisioning mine being longer It's already a line. So I would just continue the a-line shaping and I have a skein of Woolmye's lace in my stash in the Petite Poisson number five colorway, which is this beautiful deep royal purple and that would be enough yarn to knit this in the length that oh. I'm thinking. So that's very high up on my stocking right now. And it would take a long time to knit it because I would want more fabric, but it would be a nice summer knit because it's lace weight yarn. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there would be much to think about once I got past the yoke and the lace work and the yoke. I think at that point when you join under the underarms, you're just knitting miles of stockinette until you get to the Mom. hem. So it would be a really good summertime project. Not too hot in your lap. And that's, I think, number one in my queue at the moment. So that's the Ginga Top, the Winter Sky version by Yogo Johnston. The second thing I'm knitting has also been in my queue for a long time, but I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast, and it's the Quiet Stars Cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. It's from Interpretations 5, so it came out March of 2018. It's a top-down cardigan sweater, no closure in the front, has a beautiful shawl collar with a lace pattern, and the lace pattern goes about halfway across the fronts of the sweater, and then there's a textured pattern in the rest of the sweater. So it, it looks like it's columns of little lace stitches or something. I, I didn't look at it closely enough to tell exactly what they were. But it has drop shoulders and it has a tie. So I love sweaters that tie around the waist. Mm-hmm. They don't nec- Because I don't normally wear open front sweaters, I like them to close. The exception is if it has ties because then that's closing it right. with a tie. <laughs> So she says in the pattern that the tie is optional, and it just I love the look of this sweater, it's very delicate and feminine, but not too much so. It's not, you know, too flowery or anything. Mm -hmm. And I have a sweater quantity and stash of Rowan RYC Cash Cotton which is a discontinued yarn that oh, I wow. used to You've knit been light. hoarding that for I a while. <laughs> <laughs> I knit Hohe's light rain with the same yarn base in a very light pink and I love wearing that sweater. It's just love so that. soft. I loved that yarn. The yarn is sold. awesome. It's a cotton blend that has some ca- cash cotton cashmere cotton and it has some other stuff in it too, but oh, it's so soft. It's a fingering weight. And I have a sweater's quantity in a darker pink called Cyclamen. And it's almost the same color as Hohe knit her sweater in, which Mm -hmm. is just coincidence. So I'm looking at that as a future knit, not too far in the future. And then a completely random thing. And again, that's Quiet Stars by Hohe Locatelli. And the third thing I'm stocking is pretty random. It's called the Boho Vibe Shawl. And it's by the designer Jamie Suratek. It's from the Red Heart North America website. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's a crocheted shawl. There's a story behind this. So when I lived in France, I took a French-speaking class. Of course, I didn't learn how to speak French before I moved to France. Why would I do that? I learned (laughs) once I got there. And I was going into the city of Montpellier to take these classes. And there was a young girl in the class, probably 18 or 19, And she would wear this shawl that was so pretty. It was crocheted. It had fringe. It was so stylish. And I used to just look at the shawl and think, I should be able to crochet that. Absolutely, I can do that. Well, I spent so many hours looking for a pattern on Ravelry to replicate the shawl. And the closest I got was a shawl called Way to Go by Lisa Gentry. And I knit that. I crocheted that, rather, very quickly in France. And I used a French yarn that was mostly acrylic and didn't care for the yarn but loved the actual finished object and it did not have French. So when I saw this one pop up in my personal picks or whatever it's called on Ravelry, I was thinking, oh my gosh, that could almost be a replication of the shawl that young lady was wearing in my French classes. Nice. And I got so excited and I don't know if I like it because of nostalgia (laughs) or if I really do like it and would actually wear it. So... The Boho Vibe Shawl may or may not be in my future. It's knit. It's knit. It's crocheted in Aran weight. And wow. I don't really have much of that in my stash. No. But I could easily hold some yarns doubled or something yeah, to do true. it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it is a free pattern on Ravelry, or they nice. direct you to the Red Heart website, which is such a random place <laughs> for us to be stocking. I mean, who knew? But it's it a has, resource. Yep. And it has beautiful fringe on it. And, you know, I have a thing about fringe, so... That's a possibility. Boho Vibe Shawl by the Red Heart North American website. Actually, it's by Jamie Suratek on their website.
1: Thank you, Plum Deluxe, for sponsoring us in the month of April. Plum Deluxe just released so many new teas. Sweet Rose, Toasted Nut Brulee, Blackberry Mojito, all hand-blended fresh. Join their tea club for free shipping plus 20% off your first order don't forget mother's day and father's day are coming up and a subscription makes a lovely gift visit plumdeluxe.com to fill your cup
0: i got the blackberry mojito oh you did that's <laughs> good do you love it i do i, do. I love it I, I made an iced tea version of it and oh, it was really yay. good yay.
1: i ordered several teas too i right now i can't i should have checked before we recorded but i know that i got a jasmine blend and a pu'er blend and they've both been delicious, and also hits with one of my sons who drinks tea. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So thank you very much, Plum Deluxe. All right. What have you been knitting? I finally picked up my O'Keeffe and knit several rounds around on it before the retreat. The reason is kind of funny because I... I'm also working on a sweater called Beckett by Marie Green. And I got to a point in that sweater before the retreat that I didn't want to knit at home. I (laughs) wanted to take that sweater to the retreat because I was at a spot where I could just knit in the round. So I had to savor that just knit in the round spot to take to the retreat. So since I stopped on Beckett, I went back, took out my O'Keeffe, and I've made more progress on the body, and I'm so happy I did oh, this. I don't know. You know how sometimes you stall out on a project, yeah. and then you go back to it, and it makes you happy, and you're knitting on it. And it's like, oh, why did I stop this? This
0: is so cool. I'm so relieved <laughs> to hear that. I never felt like you were in love with that project. So I'm very glad to hear this. It's,
1: yeah. there's The yarn is...
0: I can't even... The yarn
1: is not my favorite. That's the best way to describe it. It's... I believe the yarn has six strands. It's the lace weight... Wool Mize. That's right. And... Which I love. You love it. (laughs) And I I do love the way the fabric feels Mm -hmm. and the way the fabric comes out. But the six strands sometimes make me a little crazy. And I should probably... There's probably things I can do. I always mention this to people. You can switch to a dollar needle, for example. And it's not even necessarily that I'm splitting the yarn a lot because I'm not splitting the yarn a lot. I don't know. I'm I'm just not sure. But it does create a beautiful, beautiful fabric. So my next step on that one is I need to try it on and figure out how long I want to take. Ooh, you've made good the progress then. I think so. Excellent. The pattern is written so that you make so many repeats of a chart. And I'm not sure how many repeats I've done of that chart because it's a top-down kind of thing. So I have enough yarn to make it as long as I want. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's one of those things that make it as long as you want. (laughs) So I'll just have to try it on and see. That is O'Keeffe by Bristol Ivy. And then I mentioned my Beckett, which is the pattern by Marie Green. I knit on this a lot at the retreat. When I got home, I immediately finished the front. I am now working on the neckband, having finished the sleeves since I got home as well. So I'm working on the neckband, and then I'll be able to try it on and see how much yarn I have left. I knew that I was going to be close with yarn, so everything that I have will be to finish the back of the sweater because you knit down the body then you split for the hem so I did the front as long the front is as long as I want it and then hopefully there'll be a, just a li- bit enough so that I can make the back a little bit longer than the front yeah that's all I want and then I'll be happy <laughs> okay. so you're almost done with that one That's exciting. Close, yeah. Yeah, It'll take a while to knit the 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 hem because the hem for me was slow going because on each side of the split, there's a little twist in there. So I am, you do, it's all written out in charts. And because you're switching from going in the round You're switching from knitting in the round to knitting back and forth. You suddenly have to go a different direction on the chart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brain had a hard time wrapping itself around that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was slow going until I just ditched the chart and wrote it out longhand. And then once I wrote it out longhand, Mm -mm. in nomenclature that I understood I was fine so I'll now I know I'll do that for the back rather than try to wrap my brain around following the Mm -hmm. chart which normally I follow charts and I go back and forth anyway so I don't I don't know it's just one of those things (laughs) (laughs) my brain was not comprehending and then the third thing I am working on, I cast on a perfect reversible watch cap, which oh, is yes, which is the ret- which is the hat that I was talking about last episode. I think I was stalking it last mm-hmm. episode, and this one actually got a lot of work at the retreat as oh, well. That's right, I remember because seeing I was that. carrying it yeah. around with me. It was a teeny weeny little project bag, so I was able to carry it up to the cafeteria at the retreat pick it up, put it down, because it was just ribbing round and round and round. So that one was a lovely, perfect retreat project. And I'm to the point now where I need to put it onto a second circular so that I can start the decreases. So we'll see how this pattern goes. Again, that's the perfectly reversible watch cap. And let's see, I did not write down the designer's name. It will be in the show notes, though. So how about you, Gail?
0: What are you knitting? I'm knitting two things, but a brief aside before we get to what I'm knitting. There was a question in one of our threads recently about what makes good travel knitting, which to me is the same as retreat knitting. And I thought it would be a good idea just to talk about that just for a second. So there were great answers in the thread, but for anyone else who's wondering, what do you guys mean when you talk about travel yeah, knitting that's or that's true. Retreat we do knitting? use that phrase a lot. We do. And I don't think we've ever defined it. So what we're talking about is the type of project that fits into a pretty small project bag. So you can squeeze it into your luggage or your handbag or your backpack pretty easily. And it's not going to take up too much space. It also is typically a mindless project, meaning that you don't have to follow a chart cables or lace, something like that, because that's more difficult to do when you're traveling because it might be harder to manage the pattern mm-hmm. if you're traveling. It might be harder if you're in a social situation to actually follow the pattern and not mess it up. Right. So small, so it's transportable, easy so that it's not going to distract you from what you're actually trying to enjoy. And usually I don't think about the needles, but there were some good points mentioned in the thread about... Needle choice if you're going to be on an airplane. So things to consider. Wooden needles are usually less questionable than metal metal needles. And I don't think many people have problems with needles anymore. But it is up to the TSA's individual, the individual who's screening you, could say something about your needles. So Mm -hmm. there were some recommendations about maybe using interchangeable wooden needles and taking them off before you go through the TSA security and putting them in a pencil case in your bag so that they just look like pencils. Uh, Someone else mentioned that they put the removable little tips on their needles so that they don't look so sharp in the scans, various things like that. Mm -hmm. So are there other things about travel or social media you can think of? Something that... For me, travel knitting is often something
1: that can be worked on in a minimum of space. Yes. So if you're knitting in, you will be knitting in an unfamiliar environment, often in some, while traveling, so airplane, bus, taxi, car, that kind of thing. Or if you're going someplace like a retreat, you'll be knitting you just don't know what to expect. I mean, you know you'll have a chair, you might or might not have a table, you might or might not have a place to put a book or a chart or your notes, that kind of thing. So often I look for something that can just be knit either without notes or is a simple enough pattern that I don't
0: have to refer to the chart or the notes every row. Right, and also accessories. So things like knitting with double-pointed needles or knitting on something that has a lot of stitch markers or knitting with something that needs a cable needle, those other extra things can be a little problematic on vacation. You know, you're in the car, you drop it down the crack between the seat and the thing, (laughs) and you can't get it back. Or you're on an airplane and it rolls down the aisle. You know, just management of your accessories and your yarn is another thing to keep in mind for travel knitting. And bringing along the correct accessories. Oh yes.
1: Because if you hit a spot in the pattern where suddenly you need scrap yarn or you need an extra 10 stitch markers to note
0: the decrease or short rows that kind of thing or you need a different size needle because you're transitioning to something else in the pattern so read through your pattern well before you leave your house to make sure that you have have what you need what you need in that project bag and enough yarn yes you don't want to run out (laughs) of yarn either and another word to the wise i don't think people do this anymore however do not put all of your knitting projects into your checked luggage Because I had a friend it was in the days right after when TSA was doing super screening and they weren't letting people use their knitting needles on planes so she put everything in her suitcase they lost her suitcase so she got to her vacation destination and had nothing to knit. And she knits even more than we do, so it was very crazy making for her. She had to go find a yarn store, <laughs> so luckily she was able to find one. But that's just something to keep in mind. So yeah, I almost absolutely. never check my projects anymore, just because I'm too paranoid yeah. getting <laughs> lost. Yeah. So that's what we mean when we're talking about travel knitting, social knitting, retreat knitting, all of the above. Good question. And what am I knitting? I'm still knitting the same things I was last two episodes. So I'm working on my Clio number two by Elizabeth Doherty. And I'm using Woolm Decay DK weight in dark tutu, which is a beautiful pink. And I did knit down to where I joined to knit in the round. And I knit on the collar so that I could try it all on and make sure that I liked the size I was knitting. I love it. So now I'm working down the body and if I remember correctly from when we knit it the first time, that part goes pretty fast because most of the things that you have to keep track of are in the shoulder and neck shaping for the top of the sweater. Mm-hmm. So once you get down past the join, it's you're keeping track of the textured area, the cables, etc. but you have stitch markers in place to do that. So it goes pretty quickly after that. And then, of course, I'll have to do the sleeves. And it is a cropped sweater, so there's not... A huge amount of length to work on. So really, really pleased with that. The only bummer is that the three skeins I had, they looked very well matched, and I didn't even think about blending them. i That's something that I do not typically do. I don't typically alternate skeins, and if you're working with hand-dyed yarns, everyone knows you're supposed to alternate your skeins if you don't want to have a problem. <laughs> well, I didn't, and when I knit on the collar, I used a different skein of the three skeins than I was using for the body and it's noticeably darker but you know what I don't care because it's hand dyed yarn so even though it's noticeable I'm going with it because it's a beautiful color and that's just how it worked I'm not going to reknit that collar there's no way yeah I understand <laughs> I used to be far more picky
1: about alternating skeins than I have been the last few years. The last few years I'm far more accepting of the changes from one's gain to another and accepting that as part of working with beautiful yarn. Beautiful yarn. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it a lot on other people's sweaters and I don't think of it as a flaw.
0: Design element. Think of it as yeah. Yeah. A design element or Just the beauty of the yarn. Yeah. Yeah. I do typically, when I'm getting close to the end of a skein, I will start to work in the second skein. So I do blend them a little bit before, just so that there's not an abrupt change from one skein to another. Yeah, I will do that as well. I learned that trick from you. (laughs) And the second thing I'm knitting is my Like a Cloud sweater by Hohi Locatelli, which is an open front cardigan, which is very, very, very simple to knit. And... In her pattern, she uses a textured stitch all over in the sweater, and I decided to do mine just in stockinette because my yarn is doing all of that work for me. This is the one where I'm holding a dark gray, mohair nylon lace weight yarn held doubled with Madeline Tosh Tosh lace in the Cosmic Wonder Dust colorway, and it's giving me this beautiful fabric I was showing it off at the retreat, and people were just stunned at how these two yarns, when knit together, transform from something that is complete. It's just such a huge transformation. It is such a huge transformation, yeah. I didn't see other people comment about it. Yeah, I think you were inside, and I was Mm. showing it off, and people were like, no way! And I said, yeah, check (laughs) this out. Isn't Charlene great? She recommended that I try it with this dark gray, and it's amazing. (laughs) So I'm super, super happy with this. I have joined this to knit in the round under the underarms, and it's just gonna be miles of stockinette. I'm going to knit this longer than the pattern because I have a lot of yarn. And what I'm planning to do, Mike and I are going to Yosemite next week to celebrate our anniversary. So we'll have lots of car, he will drive, I'll have lots of car knitting time. I think I'm gonna try to do a sleeve before we go. So I have the notes on how to do the other sleeve. That's nice. Then yeah. you just go. Then i just well, go. <laughs> exactly. I sleeve. won't have to keep track of anything. And then once the sleeves are done, I can keep trying it on for length. But I had two skeins of the Cosmic Wonder Dust and three of the Mohair Nylon Lace. So it's something like 1,500 yards. Mm-hmm. So I can make this pretty darn long. Yeah, you which could. Which will be nice. It'll be like a bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli. What have you finished, Charlene? I have finished
1: one thing, the second of my Cooperish Cowls, my Cooperish Cowl 2, if you will, which is patterned by Katie Carroll. I knit mine in Dragon Sock from Dragonfly Fibers in the second half of my Winter Woods gradient kit, the grays, and it came out great. It's It's a simple chevron, well, a cowl with chevron patterning and i used three of the mini skein so it goes from light gray through the medium gray to the dark gray and yeah pretty pretty love it gail just snapped a little photo of me yep before we started recording so i will have something to post on Ravelry. we need to do an fo photo shoot we do we do. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so that is the only thing I have
0: finished. What have you finished, Gail? I finished my Little Bird Pullover by Vera Valimaki. It is a top-down pattern that has bands of lace, six bands of lace mm-hmm. that go... Stripes. The stripes, there we go. Horizontal stripes. And what can I tell you about the sweater? It is a pullover that I knit in Madeline Tosh lace in the coquette colorway and I thought I would get a lot more length out of my yarn than I did. Some of that You just used one skein. I had I had a partial skein left over from when I knit Lily Pilly. Oh okay. So I had like one and a quarter or one and a third skeins. Okay. But it does use a lot of yarn. So I knit mine without doing the sleeves. It has three-quarter length sleeves, I believe, and it's drop-shouldered. So I just picked up for the sleeves and then did eight rounds of ribbing Mm -hmm. on each sleeve end. Mm -hmm. And what else did I do? I knit the collar very tight because I didn't want it to be as open as the sweater was. So my neckline is more cinched in than Mm -hmm. the pattern calls for. And I split the hem because my intention was to knit the back longer than the front but the way my yarn turned out the front and back are exactly the same length i mean i would <laughs> had just enough yarn to make them the same length i didn't have enough left to do longer on the back yeah sometimes that happens yeah <laughs> but i haven't blocked it and i have not woven in the ends which i will do all of that tomorrow i bet you'll get a little bit of length out of it too once you block it yes that's what i'm hoping because right now it hits me right about hmm, That's a nice way to say it. Uh, Low hip. It's it's not long enough to be a tunic and to cover the parts you want covered if you're wearing (laughs) leggings. Let's state it that way. I would have loved having it about three or four inches longer. So if anyone has some coquette Tosh lace that they don't want anymore and you're willing to part with it, let me know. I have PayPal at the ready. And I did put a query in the Madeline Tosh Lovers group in search of and for sale thread. So if I get more coquette in my future, I will rip out the bind, the ribbing at the bottom. I bet, you'll and find that some. Longer. So I bet you So that may be in the future of it, but I tried it on. It's really cute. What I did is I had cast on for a larger size. And the last episode I was talking about wanting Charlene to look at it on me and tell me if it was too big. And we determined it was too big. So I had knit about four or five inches past the underarm join. I ripped that all back and started again and did a bunch of decreases. That's then, good you did that because I imagine if you had kept on going it would have even been shorter. Exactly. It would have run out of yarn yeah. even sooner. So I decreased a bunch of stitches so I was almost to the smallest size and I dropped a needle size. So as I was knitting every lace stripe before I started a lace stripe I would go up a needle size. So that it became Mm -hmm. more of an A-line shape Mm -hmm. than a boxy shape. And hopefully after it's blocked, that will be more obvious because it's not super obvious right now. But I think blocking will help. And then once I'd gone up to, I think, a size three needle, instead of going up an additional needle size, I added eight stitches per round. So I did some increases to give it the A-line shape, and I think in the end it's going to be really cute once it's blocked. It's just too hard to tell right now. I just finished it last night, so yeah. I have not had time to do it's all that still finishing. Stuff. It's totally, it's literally crumpled up on the bed. <laughs> <right now. laughs> Absolutely crumpled. But the color is amazing. the The sweater is really, really pretty. I just hope it's going to look good on at this kind of an awkwardish length. But we'll see. Maybe it'll turn out to be great. If and I, if, if I work- you
1: determine that. You don't like the length, you can do what I did and make
0: it short. <laughs> yeah, I could totally do that also. But see, if I was a blue jean wearer, if I wore jeans, it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. But I just don't wear jeans. Yeah. So, But yeah. knowing me, I'd wear jeans and it's lace weight and I'd snag it on my jeans. <laughs> I would do something like that because that's the kind of thing that I do. But that's Little Bird by Vera Valimaki. So I just
1: want to take a moment to say thank you to all of the donors who gave to the Northern California Knitting Retreat, which happened about two weeks ago now. Yeah,
0: almost. Week and a half? I don't know. Week and a half. Time flies.
1: Yes, time flies. This is a retreat that Gail and I, Barb and Tracy of the two Knitlet Chicks, and we also have a working committee that steps in and helps us out as well. So thank you to everyone on the committee. Thank you especially to Barb and Tracy of the Two Knit Lit Chicks podcast for all their support and hard work. And again, thank you to our wonderful prize donors. The first year that we did the retreat, we started asking for prizes and we were lucky enough to get enough door prizes that everybody attending was able to win something over the course of the weekend. And we've been able to sustain that through the five years of the retreat. So it's a big treat to everybody there. And your donations get passed around and they are ooed and all yes. over by many, many knitters. There is often some serious trading going on. <laughs> so it's it's a fun, fun, lively Part of the evening, we usually divide up the prizes into two nights,
0: so it's people look forward to it. Yes, and not just trading, but I think you're going to purchase a project bag from someone because you liked the kitty print so much. That's right. So there's that's not right. just trading; there is active <laughs> purchasing based on the things that get passed. You know, that's true. Oh, I love that, and the person who won it does not want to trade for yes. it. No, thank you. Yes. So
1: then you have to go buy it. Right, own. and that's true. A lot of our prize donors. Also provide us with coupon codes so that if you saw something that you really can't live without you're able to purchase it when you get
0: home at a discount which is quite nice I won a beautiful yarn bowl that Mary, who is knit admin on Ravelry, her husband makes one every year as a prize. That was beautiful. It's was so beautiful. pretty, and I won it. And Charlene and I have always joked how we're not responsible <laughs> enough to have anything that's breakable and pretty because
1: we can't. I can't. kids,
0: animals, I'm a klutz. We just yeah. we break stuff. Mm-hmm. So every year we go to these yarn events and we ooh and ah over the pretty ceramic mugs and the pretty yarn bowls, and we always say no, we can't have those. Mm-hmm. So I won this yarn bowl, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't keep this because I'm not responsible enough and I felt so bad but then I got home I was like wait a second this thing is really heavy it's a beautiful burgundy-ish brown sturdy Mm -hmm. ceramic and it has the little loop for your yarn to go through if you want I put it down on the floor next to the couch and plopped my yarn inside and it's perfect I just pull it right up from there it's awesome awesome. it's completely awesome and it's on the floor so the chances of it breaking are pretty much nil yeah that's true it's tucked in between the couch and the lamp, so the dog isn't gonna trip on it or anything. So it's that's great. It's really nice.
1: That's really, really great.
0: Nice. So yes, thank you again, Mary, and your husband for that beautiful yarn bowl. It's very cool. So thank you to everyone who attended the retreat. Our
1: retreat next year will be in the first weekend of April. Of. 2020. Oh my gosh, how scary is that? (laughs) 2020. So, we will be having a call for applications probably
0: around October, I think. So,
1: thank you very much, everyone. Thank
0: you. And we also wanted to do a recap on sweaters and bugs. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) I mentioned that one of my skeins of lace weight yarn was destroyed by bugs that I couldn't exactly identify what bugs they were, but that skein of yarn was just destroyed. Really destroyed. It was very disappointing to say the least Mm -hmm. to pull the skein out of your, your collection of yarns and to find one absolutely destroyed and think, Oh no, what other skeins are destroyed. And then I found one sweater that had a little chew mark in it. I haven't seen any other chew marks yet, but this inspired something new. <laughs> Charlene went on on a quest. We decided that since we store our yarn
1: to keep safe from critters in Ziploc bags, what about if we also applied that to sweaters? And we may be getting a little crazy here, but we found some 16-inch by 16-inch Ziploc bags that you can buy Ziploc bags in any size. For some reason, this is the size we landed on. It. We purchased them, and the company that we purchased them from, the bags were priced differently, but maybe like five sizes were one price, that kind of thing, and slightly different rectangular square different measurements but this one ended up being a really large bag and a very large lot of bags for what we felt was a decent price so we ended up buying a 500 what that bag mean? lot yes we divided it amongst four knitters so we each got 125 bags, right? Is that the math? Yes. 125 bags. And I have been washing sweaters and storing them in Ziploc bags for the past couple of weeks. Every day, maybe I'll wash two sweaters or something. I shouldn't say every day. Every couple of days when I have time, when I'm around and I have time to have it dry outside I've been washing sweaters and storing them away and because it is spring now I started of course with my deep winter sweaters so the worsted weights, it's the heavy sweaters I haven't washed I think I have two more of really big sweaters as in big in terms of big coat style sweaters but are even those fitting in the bags
0: yeah Wow.
1: I think that it will be pretty cool once we get
0: a lot of sweaters in bags. Yeah, I haven't started washing <laughs> and storing mine yet because I still haven't quite figured out where I'm going to put all the plastic bags filled with sweaters that so that they don't slip and slide everywhere.
1: Yeah, but. now that is an interesting scenario because I've noticed that... I don't know if the sweaters are going to take up less room, but I have to decide if I'm going to flat stack them or if I'm going to fold the bags a little bit because the bags at 16 by 16, when I fold my sweater up to fit in there, there's extra bag. I was um, going to say, I'm sure two would fit into two. might, yeah. and that might be a better solution because then you could just store them flat on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked out the best way to do this. <laughs> and it
0: might be a little obsessive. She's our guinea pig. We're having Shannon figure <laughs> it all out. And then the rest of us will wash our sweaters. It's
1: a little obsessive, I know. But it feels really nice to know that hmm, my sweaters safe. are going to be safe. Yes. <laughs> From rotten little bug teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So it is that time of year. Consider this your public service announcement that now is the time that you probably want to start washing those sweaters that were in heavy rotation over the winter. You want to wash out all of the oils from your skin, from wearing the sweater, anything that might have food on it pretty much anything that you've been wearing you probably want to wash before you start away for several months just to make sure and it feels really good to know that your sweaters will be clean and ready to wear come next cold season That's sweater hygiene season
0: yes and we have a name for this project feeling <laughs> said I can only say it once <laughs> it's the sweater condom project of 2019 <laughs> That's how we've, we've decided to refer to this project between the two of us because it was just too funny. The when protective Charlie wear, said, wear I for could the not sweaters. Stop laughing. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. It was so funny that that name has stuck. And <laughs> these plastic bags were such high quality. I had them out on the chair when we got back from the retreat. Mike spotted them and he started using them. He's like, um, how much were these plastic bags? I want to know before I'm using a $10 per use plastic bag. <laughs> like They were not that expensive. What is he using them for? Oh, he was using them to marinate meat and all sorts of random things. So now I can just give him his own little... If I have 125 of them, he can have 25. Yeah. He'll be very pleased. Right. And they're super nice quality. Yes, they are. In addition to being
1: large, 16 by 16, they are thick. Yeah. So your standard kitchen Ziploc bag is probably, like a storage bag is probably a little thicker than the average sandwich bag. These are even thicker. They're four millimeters thick. No. No. Four mil weight. They're called four mil. Yeah, They can't be four, they're four, not four When I say weight. that out loud, it yeah. sounds
0: ridiculous. Yeah, they're measured in but MLs, and I don't know what that is. I think it's milk mil- Milliliter would it make sense either? It's got to be some technical Thing for plastic bag. Makers. Yeah, it's it's a weight. <laughs> I believe it's a it's it's
1: somehow measured in terms of weight But the bags feel nice and thick So they're going to be definitely reusable from season to season and it's going to take quite a bit of wear I think To eventually wear through this. Whereas the standard ziplock bags, sometimes if you put it in a drawer and it gets stuck in the drawer, it gets a hole.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so these, and they're great multi purpose too, so for storing your yarn as well. Yes, they're going to be big enough for a couple of sweater quantities,
1: Mm -hmm. I would think.
0: Yep, so really good multi purpose tools because we don't want to waste the plastic of course and also public service announcement now that the weather is heating up in places is a good time to put your yarn in a hot trunk if you suspect critters are living in it Put it in a hot trunk for a day or so, and the temperatures get high enough to kill the critters.
1: I already have some yarn rotated (laughs) into my trunk,
0: and I think it's on the third day
1: of my car being parked out in the sun. Yeah, it's in the 80s here today, so you know the car is getting really hot. It should get nice and toasty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so there's the public service announcement. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Boo just arrived at the door. <laughs> he must have known that he yes. was losing his opportunity to be, yes. on, be on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you,
1: everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry Group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniath's or on Instagram at Yarniak and at
0: Gaily Whaley.